Uh, all right, hello and welcome to another comic review. My name is Jesse. I am joined by TFG1 Mike from geekcastradio.com. Hello. And also joining us on this episode of the show, we have Ryan, a.k.a. Nightbeat, a.k.a. Do you want to be called anything else? The Uneven Flow is what I'm going by now. Okay, well, I never called you that. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, and, and you're not plugging my network, which what, is... The Up Nerd Podcast Network. Oh, okay. Are you on that? I am the main host. Uh, We have a number of shows. So I know nothing about that. Wow. I can send you the audio (laughs) ad after this. Thanks for that. Well, I guess guess we should have done plugs first, right? So I would have known about it. Oh, well. Anyway. We're it's not here for new. plugs. I we're mean, we're, I'm not, here, for we're plugs. not here for plugs, at least not yet. We're here to talk about Transformers number four. But before we get to that, because Ryan has not joined us for any of the previous recordings here, I'd like to get your thoughts and review, a quick review here of issues one through three of Transformers. I thought we were just here to talk about four. I don't know anything about three. I was supposed to read those before this? Uh, you can just make it up. <laughs> no, I've liked it. I le- commented on this way back when this was announced but i like daniel warren johnson i think he's a exceptionally good artist and i've enjoyed the stuff he's written and obviously he's doing both again on this series for now but i liked one to three and i like it it's tough for me initially my reaction was kind of negative and i eventually realized i was being stupid so My thing was the IDW universe from 2005 till 2019 was kind of my Transformer comics in a lot of ways. It was really well done for most of it, and it got an end, which most of the Transformer stuff... How many Transformer finales have we actually seen? There have been very few. Yeah, Prime got to end on its own terms, but aside from that, It never does. So in a lot of ways, the 2005 IDW series was sort of my series. And when I heard they were going to go back and redo G1, we've seen so many reinterpretations of G1 at this point. I was not super excited. But no, I finally kind of got over that, realized that this is something completely different. It's not existing in competition with anything, blah, 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 blah. And really good i like seeing optimus prime as more of optimus prime one of my big complaints with the bay movies is uh he's a little kill happy only a little (laughs) he's very kill happy (laughs) yeah no i like this so far though and there's some things you know killing bumblebee off early initially kind of felt like it was kind of trying to do some edgelord stuff but no, it's not. It's been really good so far. I've enjoyed it a lot. The art is fantastic, by the way. Seems well, to now. fit the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems to fit the style well. They'll be okay. Comics change artists all the time. Anyway. Yep. But no, I really liked it. And I like the characterization. I like the focus on a very small cast so far. That's something if anyone's ever heard Mike and I review the or bits of the IDW 2.0 universe. That's something I liked is when they would focus on a smaller cast and actually give characterization to them. And something IDW 1.0 did really well and something this one's doing well too. 
but the G1 the G1 series didn't necessarily always do that. Usually you'd get the first episode focused on whatever new toy was out. They would introduce themselves by name, they would make themselves look super cool, and then they'd fade into the background and if you were lucky or if they really liked that character, they might show up one other time and that's about it. Until you got to the end where, may the man rest in peace, David Wise and everybody else had to throw in 120 new characters because they cut the five-parter to a three-parter, but let's not revisit 40 years of history. Well, Six six Shot got 20 <laughs> seconds to do yep. something <laughs> yeah. and then never showed up ever again. So I got a question for you. So, um, Uh-oh. <laughs> So Mike and I kind of discussed this. I believe it was in the last uh, episode where we reviewed three and four, mm. two, three, and four. What the hell? What did we review then? Last definitely not four because that's this one. We did issue one first. Two we did three, issue rather. two second, and then we did three. Yeah, yeah, two to three. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. to three together. Yeah. The numbering gives it away. So <laughs> it think does, yeah. um, So we discussed the the violence and how it seems to be rather violent. Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of the uh, how graphic it seems to be? I'm fine with it. Initially, like I said before, the Bumblebee death kind of felt like it was roaming too far towards we want to show how super adult we are. But I didn't get that feeling ever again. And then when I heard his reasoning for it, I was more okay with it. I'm fine with it. There have been violent Transformer stuff. I mean, they're giant robots, so there probably should be some Stuff like, you know, pharma getting cut. Ooh, in half. don't spoil. No, or, that's a spoiler. I've been trying to get Jesse to read those damn comics. You just spoiled oops. the hell out of that. Don't, don't, don't spoil stuff. Fine. Uh, <laughs> or, or any time Overlord shows up in yeah, IDW, you're guaranteed much. for some graphic killing. It's yeah. fine. They're giant robots. It's, it, the, it annoys me a lot less than it would if they were actual human characters and there was sort of body horror involved. Oh, just wait for Cobra Commander. <laughs> okay, so not a big issue. You would expect it. Uh, what about the the Transformers on human violence there? All right, there is some human killing. I've, again, it makes sense <laughs> to me, though. So one of my big things with some of the Transformers comics and shows and everything over the years is... And especially the movies, by the way, the humans can do way too much damage to a Transformer. These are supposed to be giant robot war machines, and they get their asses kicked by humans all the time. So to see them get some revenge, squish some dumb fleshies, I'm in favor of it. Okay. (laughs) I see nothing but Starscream's face as Ryan is talking. Wow. No, when you know when you said squish some dumb fleshies, like it said in the ooh fleshies and squish. All right, so I think enough on issues one, two, and three. Let's move to the topic of this episode, which is Transformers number four by Daniel Warren Johnson, Mike Spicer, and Russ Wooten. Uh, so quick synopsis from imagecomics.com. When the Decepticons attack the Autobots at their weakest moment, an unlikely new hero joins the battle. With human and transformer robot lives at stake, can Optimus Prime unlock the true power behind the Matrix of Leadership to save them both? Uh, also, I guess a quick question for Ryan. Have you noticed the running joke of the Matrix in like every uh, every issue? Yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> okay. They really like the Matrix. This is, <laughs> this is the anti-G1 season one and two where... <laughs> They hadn't come up with it yet. Yep. 
And instead here, yeah, we see it in every single issue. Yeah. I have a, a very important Matrix question, though, that I need answered. Sure. If anyone can ask this to Daniel, this is my question. How does Optimus Prime open the Matrix with one arm? <laughs> the one side just sort of hangs there in the air. Uh-huh. Yep. That's a very important question to me. There's even hand grips for it. So how does he open it with one arm? Well, he's only pulling the one side. I know, but what is? <laughs> there's no force on the other side. He would just be waving I, it around. It's it's magic, man. I know. Nobody understands <laughs> the Matrix, I guess. <laughs> All right, so my quick rundown here, which is a little bit more in-depth than what we get from Image Comics. So we open with Starscream walking over the down sky warp who proclaims he will return while transforming into a jet and taking off to pursue Prime. We cut to Optimus, who is transporting spark plug and an injured spike in his cab, dodging laser fire from the incoming Starscream. Optimus arrives at a hospital where they quickly take Spike to the ER, but an all-out battle ensues when the Decepticons show up. Starscream blasts the hospital, sending it into flames as Cliffjumper, Ratchet, and, Dr- and Jazz arrive to help turn the tide, causing the Decepticons to retreat. With the power out in the hospital and things looking bad for Spike, Optimus unleashes the power of the Matrix, dun, 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 which brings the hospital back online. Meanwhile, Starscream and Soundwave recover the alien, the alien Skywarp, only to violently rip him apart for scrap parts. Needed to find Energon badly, Optimus does the unthinkable and attaches Megatron's severed right arm, complete with fusion cannon, to his own body. We close with a shot of Megatron's carcass frozen somewhere in ice and a red light lit on his chest. So overall thoughts and reviews of this issue. Let's have the guest go first, because yikes. Wow. Why yikes? That seems weird. (laughs) That sounds ominous. Okay, anyway. I didn't dislike it, but yeah. Apparently. Yikes is a pretty damning uh, phrase. I've got issues. Oh, man, I I really liked this. I really loved this movie. Oh, yikes. Nobody says Ah, that. Anyway, I enjoyed it. I'm perfectly fine with it. We get to see Jazz for the first time, so we expand the roster a little bit although we only see him for a few panels because the autobots are still really low on energon everybody's low on energon at this point but they give Soundwave a little bit more to do i don't know i really liked this we see more of i was curious where optimus was going in the last issue with the whole i'm gonna fix spike sort of thing i didn't i guess i expected him to bring him to ratchets and them to magically heal him or something like that not I'm going to bring him to a human hospital with significantly worse technology than Transformers are used to. Not that they necessarily have anything to fix the terrible fleshies, but still. We, we talk, I was going to say, Mike and I talked about this in the last episode. We were thinking maybe they would have turned him into Autobot Spike. Oh, God. That feels a little <laughs> early for that episode. Oh, oh boy. Everyone's favorite episode of the G1 cartoon. Anywho. No, I still, I really like this. I like the, we get some more of Starscream being scummy. I mean, initially he, A, just leaves Skywarp. And then B, later on, they rip him apart for parts. Yep. (laughs) Which is real nice. Not too surprising, but kind of limits their number of troops. In any case, no, I'm semi-curious what your problems are. I think it's a really good continuation of the other issues we've seen. Yeah, it's not so much that I have problems with it. Again, I like the issue. My problem is, even though hopefully he's only offline just because of the Energon shortage, we see Jazz. Awesome, we see Jazz. I can hear Scatman in my head. And then 
Jazz is essentially dead. That's my problem. <laughs> no, he's just offline because of the energy shortage. They even yeah. say they only had a limited amount. Right. Be fine. Yeah. They just need to fix their energy problems. And yeah. we see near the end, the humans have an idea on how to do that. So yep. I'm fine with it. I think my favorite, uh, my favorite panel besides seeing Jazz show up is uh, Optimus basically running right over Starscream <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Where he said, what did he say? Uh, thank you, Cliff Jumper. Just running right over Starscream's head. That was nice. The reveal that apparently Transformers can mix and match parts, mm-hmm. as in the reveal that Optimus has Megatron's yep. right arm, including Fusion Cannon, is yep. pretty awesome. Yes, it is. So we'll see where they go with that. No, I like this quite a bit. I think it's just. I put it on the same level as the first three issues. It's been a good series so far. Really great start, frankly. Your thoughts, Mike? Oh, I I agree with what he's saying. Well, no, again, (laughs) my yikes was, uh, oh, Jazz is no longer here. But like you said, he's just offline. He's not dead. But like my thinking was, oh, crap. They didn't exactly do this, but oh, crap. They ripped him in half. And that's my first movie reference. My second movie reference will be the end of this with Megatron, because it looks like, hey, Megatron in the ice, just like the first movie. Yeah, he's so, been in the ice a few times in uh, different yeah. Transformers. But the way this, this final page looks, it reminds me of when he was in ice in the Bayverse. Well, he had more of his parts in that, though. True. He's missing some important things on this one. Yeah, my big like question his, so far is... My big question so far is, we've established from the Paramount Plus commercials that he exists in the Transformers universe, is where is Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen? (laughs) (laughs) It's important for me, yeah. Uh Yeah, no, this is good. And like Ryan said, I love that we get way more Soundwave than we did Starscream this time around. And Carly and Cliffjumper are a better team than Spike and Bumblebee ever were. Anything else, sir? No, that's it for me. No? What about you? Yeah, so one of the things that I know that I've talked about with you, Mike, is that um, I really hate like the downtime mm-hmm. in in these comics. I, I'm a big fan of all the action sequences. Mm-hmm. But with that said, with as much action as what there is in this issue, the panels that I liked or the pages that I like specifically are those where there is some downtime. So mm-hmm. Sparkplug gets to talk with Optimus. They learn a little bit more about each other. Uh, and we get some more character building between uh, Cliff Jumper and uh, Carly, yep. uh, which I think is 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 really great because um, I like like we had you know talked about before. I, we don't think right with Bumblebee gone. I don't think he's coming back. We're not going to get that that uh, Spike Bumblebee relationship. So we're going to no. get the Cliff Jumper Carly relationship here. So I, I like seeing them kind of uh, expand on that in this in this uh, issue here. Yeah, absolutely. And like I told you before. For me personally, and I'm sure Ryan will echo this, I hope, uh, comics to me is a balance. You have action, you have story. You have action, you have story. You have a mix of them. You don't Sometimes there are some issues that are just all action and a little bit of story, and then sometimes you have an issue where it's all story and just a little bit of action. You balance that out, and you have a great comic book issue. The balance means that you need the downtime to make the action actually mean something yep right it doesn't mean anything if we don't know anything about the characters or that sort of thing i 
preferred. So going back to IDW 1.0, I liked a lot of the downtime because we finally got to see the characters outside of the war and got to see what it does to them and what you do with the weapons of war once the war is over. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I really enjoyed this issue. Just like Ryan said, I, I mean, I completely agree with you. This is a fantastic series so far. Obviously, I'm reading it. Right? As someone who's not, <laughs> who was not at all interested in comics, I'm totally in on this uh, Energon Universe thing. I'm reading all of them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious here in this, on the last page, again, with Megatron Frozen and Ice, how we get to, I'm not going to spoil the entire thing here, but I'll just say that how we get to the end of Cobra Commander number one to what we see here. Yeah. Um, really curious as to what's going on there. And based on what we have here for a preview for the next issue, maybe he'll be coming back. I don't know. Maybe. So I guess just to transition into that really quick. So teaser for issue number five, it says Starscream revives one of the most powerful Decepticons to eliminate the Autobots once and for all. If that's not Megatron, who do you envision that is? Reflector. <laughs> I was going to say Galvatron because hopefully they're the same guy, but... <laughs> That's true. Reflector can blind you, right? I was, exactly. Yeah, I was mentally trying to go through like who are the, some of the weakest Decepticons from the early seasons, and Reflector is the one that I came up with just for fun. I'm trying to think of who else there is. Yeah, he really didn't do much other than spy and take pictures. He transforms into a camera. It's not exactly a particularly <laughs> violent alt mode. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not unless your Flash is, you know. A in, terms, in terms of pure firepower for early Generation 1 Transformers, and the obvious one would be the Constructicons, but they're not considered one. Right. So it seems pretty clear it'll be either Megatron or there's a decent chance I'd say Shockwave. But well, resurrecting yeah. Shockwave would be a real bad move for... It would be a real bad move for Starscream because Shockwave generally takes over pretty quickly in most things and he's yeah. above he's well above uh starscream starscream's rank which is not yeah. saying much because starscream's a whiny little guy yeah so i guess as far as we know though right uh, shockwave is still active still around at least based on yeah. the void void rivals comics yeah, well, again, we don't know when that takes place in the timeline yeah or True, when he's yeah, gonna sure. arrive or it seems inevitable he'll be in Oh series, yeah, he, so. m probably. I would assume so. Or at some point, they're gonna do some sort of connecting multi. I think is it the free conflict day issue? I don't. They're doing so. They're gonna do something where all of these universes collide together. So we're gonna see everybody all at once at some point. But with this being a brand new thing, we just have to wait and see. It, this isn't IDW Shockwave, at least. <laughs> As far as we know, it isn't. I, it's all I can say. I'm not saying anymore. I don't want to, you know, ruin my own rule of spoiling it for you. But I, Ryan knows. IDW Shock. Oh, boy. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I guess, does everyone in agreement then that you think it's going to be Megatron that he's reviving? Yeah, it's yeah. presumably going to be Megatron. But so he's going to be walking around with just one arm? No. Oh, they well, might... I'm sure Megatron will just, you know, split somebody else in half and grab their arm. <laughs> no, I think Starscream's not an idiot. If he brings Megatron back in some form, he'll have some method of controlling him. That's true. I'm not sure that he will be whole. It might just be a, something where he's automated a lot of Megatron or something like that. So it wouldn't shock me. We'll see. So we'll get a zombie Megatron. Yeah, kind of. 
great. Zombie Megatron or Starscream <laughs> grafts himself into the body. There's a few options here. Cortical yeah. Psychic Patch. That's, that's <laughs> the crossover with The Walking Dead, I guess. That's right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, we had um, Zombie Prime in in uh, in Dark Awakening, so you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that issue will be out on February fourteenth. So hey, Ray, Valentine's I, Day. Happy Valentine's oh boy. Day, everybody. Be, hopefully, some <laughs> romantic hor- body horror or Transformers body horror for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So closing thoughts, uh, Mike. I know you wanted to mention the change of artists for Transformers. Yeah. So really quickly, George Corona is going to take over. Uh, as series artist, start, starting with Transformers number seven. And I don't mind this. We said this a little bit off air that, you know, as much as this was Daniel Warren Johnson's thing, he is still writing it. But doing a comic book all by yourself, doing every ad, from the writing to the to the line drawing, to the coloring, to the all just all that stuff. And I know he doesn't do it by himself, but he does the main art. I don't mind, and Ryan knows this, I don't mind art changes because I'm so used to art changes at this point. And look, and it gives people a chance. Hey, this is your chance to draw Transformers. This is awesome. Look at how many artists that IDW used in their nearly 20 years or so, or whatever the hell, 17, 18 years that they had Transformers. So many cool artists came through IDW's run. I don't mind this at all. It's going to be a little weird and a little different, but... It's not necessarily a bad thing, I don't think. I'm, I'm not sold on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this issue. Well, you, well, you got to see more. Yeah, I mean, you got to see issue seven once it comes out, kind of thing, and you know, we'll judge it then. But as far as the overall announcement, and as far as what Mister Corona says, he says, even though it had classic good versus evil premise, it also added malleability to what the characters could do in that world. Betrayals, regrets, self doubts were all emotional. Uh, emotions that drove these characters and it added a complexity that I wasn't familiar with in other shows. Fast forward 30 years, 40 years, technically later, here I am seeing Daniel's tale on the franchise rooted in his love for the original generation one version. And it's like reliving those childhood memories multiplied by thousands. I'm very honored and humbled to be part of this project and cannot wait to share all of the craziness that is coming up in the book. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just going to be disappointed if the art isn't uh, at, at the same level. Yeah. I mean, that is a common sort of thing. Hopefully <laughs> it'll be good. No, I'm just, I'm fine with it just because it happens and it is probably a lot of work to both write and do the art for it. But yeah, uh, as Mike said, I'm pretty used to it at this point. It happens pretty frequently. At least it's happening at the end of, and yeah, arc arc because i hate it when it happens mid arc or anything like that yeah and again that that's the coolest thing about this is we don't know what the skybound higher ups are doing with it we know that hey this was the first arc this is daniel warren johnson's everything arc where he's all of it like i said the next arc let's say seven through twelve i want to say something like that seven through twelve seven through six thirteen whatever it is that's going to be George's arc. And what if the next arc is somebody else? It, again, it gives somebody a chance to do something that they've never done before. And they find artists and they have, it's a good thing. We may not like the art when it happens, but the overall announcement, I feel, 
is good because this will allow Johnson to focus solely on the story and not have to worry about, I have to do both writing and art at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the, uh, where the new artists work. Like I haven't seen it or if I've seen I've it. never even heard of him. So okay. that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> okay. I, I've never heard his name up until now. So, okay. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, we're, we're going to have to look into it for the future future issues and all that stuff, and I'll do some research after we, we finish this up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the cool thing about a new comic book series is you get introduced to things you have not seen before. Yeah, I mean, I guess looking at the issue, or right, the, the cover for issue seven, assuming that he's the one who drew this, um, it looks similar, like the artwork is similar, Uh the arc, which is what I'm guessing they're standing on, appears to be very detailed. The Transformers themselves, less so. Yeah. Um, so, if I mean, if it's, it's if it's similar, which this appears to be, again, if, if he drew this, um, I'm not too worried. But where, where I started reading the Duke series, Duke number one, and that art is just like, when you compare that to anything we've seen in Transformers so far, it yeah. just doesn't even compare. <laughs> I don't want to see it kind of go down that road. So I'm hoping whoever they get for an artist for Transformers, that it, at the very least, it's a similar style and we don't lose too much of the, uh, I would say, hyper detail that we get in, uh, that we've seen so far in issues one through four here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And from what I can tell, the cover, the B cover is George Corona. The A cover is is Daniel. So... Let me see here. Okay. I don't know which is, one I'm looking at then. It's okay. I'm I'm trying to see which one that is. The I they usually mark these things, but anyway, you'll be able to tell the difference in the art because Daniel has his own style and and George has his own style. And wow, Skybound, really? You don't put A or B on your covers like everybody else in the world does? Come on now. Uh, Anyway, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, I can tell you from uh, this is probably a spoiler, but hey, if you're looking at the uh, the artwork online, Alita One is on the cover of this, mm-hmm. so we're at least getting another Transformer there. Yep. I guess RC's there as well. RC. Yeah. Yep. Although, keep in mind, as a longtime comic reader, the covers don't always actually reflect what's in the issue. Right. No. In this no, issue, someone dies. No, they didn't. In this <laughs> issue, yeah. <laughs> Well, so far though, it's been pretty spot on. Well, I guess yeah. I guess with the well, exception of in this issue, it does have Wheeljack on the cover there. We've well, not seen Wheeljack. He was getting worked on. He was getting worked <laughs> on in the one panel. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. So the uh, there's a commentary thing from. I, I don't think this was in the other article. Again, this is why. Yeah, he does commentary for each issue. Right, yeah, Dan- Daniel does, but in the in the TFW news posting for the comic cover, the number seven thing, Warren Johnson says, it's a rare breed of artist that can naturally bring an organic quality to things that are inherently mechanical, and George is one of those chosen few. Prepare your eyes for a feast of brawn and beauty. My friends, this man draws a mean-looking sound wave. Kabam! So, hey... As long as they're excited to be doing it, I'm excited to be checking it out and seeing and making up my mind once we actually get to the point of getting to issue seven. But we haven't even finished the first arc yet because issue five and six aren't even out. You're going to wait for it to make up your mind? Usually you just watch the trailer. (laughs) 
Well, I did watch this the the season two trailer for the Energon universe, and I'm digging it so far. So you know, I was referring to movies. I was making a funny yeah, I joke. know this is comics. This is not movies. Uh, all right, fine. Uh, I am very anxious to dive back into Void Rivals, though. It's been a it's been nice having a break. That way, I don't have to buy as many comics per month now. But um, I am anxious to kind of dive back in there and see where that story goes. I'm going to turn this around. Ask you a question. Ask me a question. Yes. Sure. Where are you in the other IDW stuff? Did you ever continue on with that? <clears throat> so I'm about. Uh, so I've not finished it. No, I'm nowhere near finished. No, I know. Yeah, about, I, uh, I am about ten issues in. Into where? Which series? Uh, 1.0. Oh, uh, so it's the more than meets the eye series. Oh wow, oh, nice. Okay. Oh geez, I'm jealous here. In the yeah. So you've read stuff like <laughs> Last Stand of the Wreckers? No, he hasn't. No, oh not. wow! Okay, no, he hasn't. <laughs> oh, he jumped. Boy. He he jumped into more than meets the eye. I told him, like I tell everybody yeah, who fine. wants to read IDW, I told him, I said, you got to start with the Death of Optimus Prime one shot, and then you can pick your path. You can either pick more than meets the eye or Robots in Disguise, or you can read them both. Why? Well, yeah, I, ideally you alternate because it's at some points they'll cross over. But yeah, yeah, Last Stand is required. For more than meets the eye in particular, since okay. your introduction to Overlord, it is uh, Last Stand is generally considered the best Transformers comic. Start, stop, end sentence. Yep. <laughs> okay, period, exclamation point. And okay. it's it's by the it's by one of the artists, Alex Milne, and by. Nick Roche. Or sorry, Nick Roche. Jeez, wrong one. It's by Nick Roche, one of the artists, mm-hmm. and by the writer of More Than Meets the Eye. James Roberts. James Roberts. So it is very good. And yeah. it's sort of required. But yeah, I'm jealous because you get to read More Than Meets the Eye for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Much like on one of my shows on the Up Nerd Podcast Network. My wife will be watching a movie for the first time. Is it Star Wars? No. Don't tell me it's Star Wars. No, it's not Star Wars. <laughs> okay. I hate... Can we get... All right. Total <laughs> tangent here. So the one of the, our bi-weekly shows is Fine You Pick, where somebody just picks a movie and the other person has to watch it. And so far, I've been doing it with my wife. And we just... I've chosen movies that she hasn't seen. And she's chosen to torture me back. But in any case, I hate this whole, I'm watching Star Wars for the first time. Or the stuff on YouTube. There is no way these people are watching some of these movies for the first <laughs> time. It just Depends uh, on how young they are. I mean, if they weren't Yeah, but what are, to- what are the chances you've reached the age of like 26 or 27 and you've never seen a Star Wars movie? Or don't have any sort of knowledge of it? Hey, look, man, Steve and I are going on an altered trek uh, this year because I was seven years old when Next Generation started, and I barely remember that, and I have not watched Next Generation at all in the last almost 40 years. So whereas I can tell you for the first time. Whereas I can tell you what happens on every right, planet. Exactly. So, <laughs> anyway. so can, yeah, exactly. So can Steve. That Again, that's the point. Steve's the expert. I'm kind of coming into it as someone who's on the edge of the universe. Yeah, but it's a little different than a film, which is only a two-hour commitment versus a TV series that ran for seven years. True. So, in any case, but, 
you know, I'm in any case, even bringing it back, you know, I'm kind of, je- I mentioned I'm jealous of Jesse. He gets to read more than meets the eye for the first time. I wish I could. My wife gets you, to see. You did though. You did read it for the first time. You read it as it was happening. I know, but I wish I could do it again. You know, that's my point is well, that, you can, that feeling. But you already know all of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I know. I'm completely of... missing the point. Anyway. I, I get it. I get it. You, know, you smack yourself one... in the head enough times, you might forget it. You can go. Back yeah, exactly. The, see, that's, that's the right. only way to do it. <laughs> but yeah, my wife gets to watch Alien for the first time ever. Hey, I've never seen Alien. Oh boy, you should watch it. I I won't ever watch Alien. I'm... It's not my kind of movie. <laughs> no, I, I mean I want to watch it. I want to watch Aliens as well. Uh, probably the right the first three movies. I know three isn't on par with the first two, but uh, it's still good I'm... and still worth watching. I'm waiting for the 4K release, which I think they just uh, yeah. recently released. Yeah, uh, before I pick it up. Yeah, I just have it on uh, Blu-ray. I would like the 4K. You know, I'll pick it up at some point, inevitably. I, I know it's out on digital on 4K now. I'm waiting for the yeah. actual disc. So, yeah, I prefer getting my 4Ks on digital. Or sorry, not on digital. Sorry, I prefer getting my 4Ks physically. There we go. Yep. I mean, oftentimes seeing... they they include the, the digital code too. So yeah, exactly. Plus, we keep seeing, or not keep seeing, but we've seen some services just kind of eliminate the digital version of things, or yep. you're subject to a bad connection or something that day or whatever. There's lots of reasons to have it. I have Transformers the movie in 4K in physical. Me as well. <laughs> Apparently, so does Mike. He just doesn't have a 4K TV. Yeah, I do. Or is it the 4K player you don't have? Oh, I have it all. Oh, you have it all now. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was something you didn't have. Like you, you said you had it, but you couldn't watch it in 4K. Uh, no. No, what I said was when I bought Batman Mask of the Phantasm on 4K disc, it upgraded my Voodoo one that I had from years ago. My Voodoo.com, the one, when I originally bought it digitally. So when I bought the new 4K version, I lost you. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about Transformers the movie. How did we get to yeah. Batman? That's the point. That's the only one. But uh, yeah, you specifically yeah. mentioned Transformers the movie. What's a voodoo? Is somebody casting a it's curse a, on us? It's yeah, it's, it's an American thing. And so far as I can tell, Alien 40th Anniversary 4K UHD is it's available. There, yeah, yeah twenty six ninety nine on Amazon Prime, at least here in the states. Okay, I didn't. I don't know if all of them are. It may. It may be out now. It wasn't uh, at least a couple yeah. months ago when they released it digitally. But I mean, I, I also use Vudu for my digital service. Like I've got yep. three hundred some movies on there. So yeah. Hmm. Um, so, all right. So uh, <laughs> any other closing thoughts about uh, Transformers number four or looking ahead to Transformers number five? Read the last uh, stand of the wreckers. No, I liked. Uh, <laughs> the, no, seriously though, I liked this a lot. I like the series quite a bit. I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I do sort of agree with Jesse. I hope there's not a drop-off between artists, um, but yeah. I'm willing to give them a chance. You know, it almost always takes an issue or two to really kind of get, quote-unquote, the stylistic changes from artist to artist. So we'll see. Uh, I guess one more question I got for you, Ryan. So are you reading the rest of the Energon universe, or are you just reading Some. So I've read Duke. I haven't read... Oh, maybe I have read... Cobra Commander. So I've read a decent amount of it. It looks like that's interesting, and I have read. I did. I did read the Void Rivals series. Okay, 
So then, yes, you're reading the Energon universe. Yeah, so so far <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, never mind. Okay. I just sorry. I just don't know if I've pre-ordered if I've or if I've ordered the actual like GI Joe series when it's starting up. Yeah. So that's okay. the one that I'm not sure of. I will probably read through it. I guess we'll see. I will admit I've never been as interested in GI Joe. They're just yeah. normal dudes with guns and that kind of thing. So I'm curious to see how it's integrated into the Transformers universe. The IDW 1.0, the GI Joe stuff was not great. I did not like it. So we'll see. And for me, like I've said for the last 15 years of my podcasting quote unquote career, I chose, I had a choice as a kid, Transformers or GI Joe. I chose the giant robots over the army men. So for me, that's where I've always been. Not that I dislike G.I. Joe or anything like that. I've just okay. never been the G.I. Joe fan. Although I am very interested to see what the Duke miniseries and the Cobra Commander miniseries do. And I will probably jump onto the Hama series too. Although I'm not reading 300 issues that previously came. No, I've liked the Hama stuff because he's a very good writer. His G.I. Joe stuff's always been fantastic. This series seems to be batshit crazy though. Yeah, yes. we'll see. <laughs> but, yes. the, but the artwork going from IDW to what we've got now in that uh, Real American Hero series, vastly different artwork, at least at the, the end, from the end of IDW to uh, what we've mm-hmm. got now. And it's, it's, yes. it's super and highly detailed um, in the last couple of issues because I've been reading this as well. I went back a couple of issues in the IDW series because I know this is a continuation, uh, but uh-huh. just really bad, bad shit crazy in terms of what the storyline appears to be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a little out there. Um, But so Duke and Cobra Commander are going to culminate into a G.I. Joe series as well that's part of the Energon universe. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Do we know the name of that series? Probably just G.I. Joe, but we'll see. Okay. I would, I I assume. (laughs) Well, I've been watching when, when Skybound posts reels and stuff on Instagram to see what, and I sometimes will send Jesse the link. Hey, look, I know you're not on Instagram. If you are, or whatever, fine. But I'm on Instagram. Look, you okay? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, I you know I'll, I'll send him the links. Like, hey, look at this reel. If you're not following Skybound on Instagram, check this out. And it's them talking about how they wanted to start with Void Rivals, Transformers, Duke, and Cobra Commander, and then go from there. So. So far, we don't know. Again, like Ryan said, it's probably just going to be G.I. Joe something. So you'll solicit stuff for Skybound and send it to Jesse, <laughs> but you won't push my podcast network. Thanks Yeah, I didn't even lot. know you were are podcasting. You ki- Dude, are you kidding me? I put I'm your kidding. ad in I'm like kidding. four different... <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, jeez. Anyway. My eye is starting to twitch. Oh, he's getting angry. It's good times. No, it's not an angry Get a Hulk out here. No. <laughs> Yeah, so side note, on the G.I. Joe stuff, I think part of it, too, is I don't know if you guys were the same, but in terms of my toys growing up and in terms of my action figures that were just, quote unquote, army guys, as Mike put it, which is not wholly inaccurate. Anyway, I didn't have G.I. Joe, but I did have Mask, which was this Mm -hmm. weird, for anyone who doesn't know, Mask was this weird sort of merger between Transformers and... G.I. Joe, Joe. where you had the smaller figures that were just humans, but they had masks that would give them powers and abilities. And then they each had a vehicle that was sort of associated with them. And the vehicles would transform into sort of war machine like things. 
I had Boulder Hill, which was the coolest. But anyway. So, all right. Not to upstage Ryan. I had every single figure from the original line. The 1985 line, I had Boulder Hill. I had Rhino. I had Thunderhawk. I had Raven. I had everything. Yeah, Mask is awesome. But well, in I terms of stage, both of you, I had none uh, of them. So yeah, exactly. exactly. So <laughs> no, I mean, just you were mentioning that you know it was it for you, Mike. It was GI Joe or Transformers. I yeah. ended up kind of going off the off the grid on that one. I didn't have stuff like Thundercats though, or I didn't. I don't know. Thundercats never interested me to me that much. Comics, everybody. Yeah, this Comics, fun trip yeah. through the eighties, <laughs> children's lives. Yep. All right. So, any other closing thoughts? That's it. All right. Plugs. This is where you get to plug, Ryan. So I know what you're doing. Didn't know you were <laughs> podcasting. Go ahead and I'm plug podcasting. it. <laughs> I'm podcasting on the Up Nerd Podcast Network. We have two shows weekly. A show that is either, and these are bi-weekly alternating. There's Fine You Pick, where one host picks a movie for the other host to watch, and then they give their thoughts. Then there is top three, bottom three, where the two hosts watch the, as rated by AMDB, the top three episodes of a show and the bottom three episodes of a show, and then discuss. And then the other show every week is just sort of a weekly variety. We've talked about Midnight Suns randomly because we were both playing it a whole lot. Then we talked about DC Dual Force, which is a game nobody's heard of and why nobody's heard of it. Because it was a disaster. Uh, this week's going to be delving into the Punisher King of Killers series by Jason Aaron. And yeah, that's where we're at. I was just going to say, when you say hosts, I guess who are the hosts other than yourself? There's a number of different people. We rotate. Mike's been on. We did Smallville yep. together on top three, bottom three, which, man, that was a trip. Like, uh... <laughs> That show was better than I ever gave it credit for, especially watching the three quote-unquote worst episodes. I mean, there was only one that was kind of bad and a real slog to get through. Yep. The other were just the other two were just kind of like entertainment. They were filler sort of stuff, but there was a little bit of character work, but it wasn't bad, quote-unquote. Yep. And then the top three were really good, so that was interesting. Anyway, the other host, I mean, one of them is my wife. I have somebody new on this week to discuss Punisher. So we've got a number of different people. I got, a, I got one more quick question for you. How did, does your wife have a fear of like uh, hearing her voice or like talking on a microphone and hear, hearing her voice back? Because I tried to get my wife to record. I was going to say, I feel like you're talking about yours. <laughs> I am. Um, and I can't seem to convince her to do it. Like she's, she's very knowledgeable on all things uh, as they relate to like a geekdom, but she does, she's afraid to get on and talk on the microphone. Oh man. I should have her on my show then, but <laughs> no, it took, uh, it didn't take a lot of work. She just kind of right. wanted to, she just kind of wanted to do it to support me. She knew I kind of wanted to get back into podcasting cause I'm crazy. Had too much, free, <laughs> too much free time, too much disposable income. So, Hey, there's a lot of money in it, so yeah. Let's I, let's pick let's pick something that'll ruin both of those things. Yay! <laughs> I love how he says "get back into it," and I know what he means. He means of him doing it of actual hosting. Yeah, well. no, I've been on your yeah, show yeah, a ton yeah. of times. No, 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 I know, but I'm like, um, dude, we've been doing shit for like a decade now. <laughs> yeah, my constant ruining of your shows. <laughs> right, well, you know, 
Wah, 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 wah. All right, so really quickly, uh, comic-related, but we're going to switch from Transformers to Turtles. What is your plug? This is my plug, because I put the press release on geekcastradio.com. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> IDW Publishing, the 150th issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will be its final epic emotional finale, and one of Ryan's favorite writers, when they relaunch it, Jason Aaron will be writing TMNT. Yeah, we actually accidentally tie in that I'm yep. doing his finale for... It's also the last thing he wrote for Marvel and uh, before going kind of fully independent. But mm-hmm. he was full-time at Marvel for a long time and oh, yeah. wrote Absolutely. some stuff I really like. Uh, he did write one thing I really don't like. And... Yep. For the most part, though, it was exceptionally good output and created a ton of characters and stuff that the Marvel movies have used. So, so with the new TMNT that IDW is going to be doing, launching a new TMNT comic series in the midst of the character's 40th anniversary is clearly one of those dream jobs of all comic book dream jobs, says Aaron. Especially for me, a kid who first fell in love with the Turtles all those years ago because of that original Mirage Studios series, buying those groundbreaking issues fresh off the rack comics that kicked you in the face with their action packed grit and glorious raw attitude. So it's going to be very interesting to see where IDW takes, uh, takes the, uh, takes the turtles after issue 150. And my buddy Joe and I have been reviewing the IDW turtles run since 24 January of 2014. And it is so good. It's been very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, I actually have a quote on issue number 55 of that series. Uh, If you've ever been a TMNT fan at all, you should check this out, Dash Geekcast Radio. So geekcastradio.com, folks, go check it out. There, there's my plug. Are you happy now? No. Uh, Not really, but... uh, I know know you're not happy, Ryan. (laughs) Wasn't asking you. I'm going to plug it again here in a second for you, so don't worry. So my plug will be your plug. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. So if you're watching this, you're already there. But if you're listening to this on geekcastradio.com, you can check me out at youtube.com slash matrix underscore prime. I am not on Twitter. It looks like Ryan's new podcast is. I can't view it because, again, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, But you can find me on Blue Sky. I'm at Jesse Early, J-E-S-S-E-E-A-R-L-E-Y dot B-S-K-Y dot social. You can find me there. You don't need a uh, Blue Sky account to be able to see my, my post on there now. So. Um, they did open that up. I wanted to talk to you about this because I find this absolutely hilarious. I forget. I wish I could give credit to who made this joke, but people are now calling it Twix, not Twitter. (laughs) I just find that hilarious. I've not seen that anywhere. It is a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Uh, Do not enjoy being back there again. It's not that bad. You just have to curate it so you don't see the hive of scum and villainy. Come to Blue Sky, then I can actually see your content. Yeah, I will. Then I can cross cross post there and fill it with more stuff. Yeah, if you need an invite, I can probably send you one since I don't really use Blue Sky all that much. Yeah, I've got four just waiting to give out, so... Uh, yeah, so those are my plugs. Uh, anything else before we sign off? No, this has been enjoyable. Thanks for inviting me. If anyone out there hasn't, for whatever reason, they're listening to a podcast about issue four of the comic, but hasn't picked it up, give it a shot. It's definitely worth it. Wholeheartedly agree. Anything Absolutely. else from you, Mike? Nope, that's it you for me. It? 
All right, so yep. this is it for this episode. Uh, what do we got next? We got Transformers number five. At some point, <laughs> I was we'll going to say, I hope you're doing five next. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're ending it at this. Um, <laughs> we're at some point we're going to get together and discuss Duke and Cobra Commander. Is that right, Mike? As soon as I get paid next month. All, yep. All right, so you got to pick up Cobra Commander yet? Do you have Duke, or you don't have Duke yet? No, I, I got to pick them both up. You got to pick them both up. Well, by that time, Duke number two will be out, right? Yeah, so we could technically do Cobra Commander 1, Duke 1 and 2, or do Cobra Commander 1 and Duke 1, and then do Duke... I have whatever. We'll figure right, it we'll, out. We'll figure it out, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, so until next time, this is all of us. Sign-